you ever had any questions about the Bible that you just couldn't get a solid answer for? Perhaps someone gave you answers, but they were confusing or not biblical. You tuned in at the right time and place to find real answers from God's Word, the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. Be sure to turn your radio down when you call. Live from Guam, join us now for Straight from the Bible with Pastor Louis Moffness. And welcome to Straight from the Bible. This is a Bible question and answer program, and I would like to invite you to please join us for prayer as we read God's Word together. So let us pray. Our Heavenly Lord, we are so grateful that the Word of God is before us. Your Bible is in our hands, and we delight to open the Word and learn so much from it and have our questions answered. We ask that your Spirit be with those of us here at Joy FM, and also please be with our listening friends. In Jesus' name, amen. And uh, my name is Pastor Louis Moffness, and I'm very, very glad to be here with you today. And I am very much delighted to have my wonderful wife, Jessica, here with me. Hello, Jessica. I'm so glad to have you here. Hello, Pastor Moffness. Thanks for having me here. It's always good to have you. It's been a while since she's uh, been able to tear herself away from her ministry at the Wellness Center uh, here on Guam. But we're very glad to have you here to help me answer the Bible questions that many of our listening friends Mm. might have. And so, Jessica, could you please... Please help me to uh, give those contact information out so that other people who are listening can call in their questions. If you are calling from the island of Guam, the number is 472-1111. That's 472-1111. If you are calling from Saipan, Tinian, or Rota, that number is 323-1113. 323-1113. If you'd like to WhatsApp or text your question, you're welcome to do so at 671-686-9999, 686-9999. If you prefer to email your Bible question, you're welcome to do so at Bible at joyfmradio.net. We have our computers open right now. That's Bible at joyfmradio.net. Or if you would like to see us on Facebook, you're welcome to do so. We are live right now. That's facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. And, of course, you can call or contact us through any of these ways um, at any time of the week. But if you're listening to this program at any other time besides Monday from 5 to 6 p.m., then you are listening to a rebroadcast. Now, you can still contact our, our, our radio station during our open hours at any time of the week and leave your question with the people who the wonderful people who answer the phones. But, of course, the answer will come uh, during the next program presumably the next Monday. So go ahead and pick up your phones right now and ask Jessica or I a Bible question. Okay, so Jessica, I think we do have some questions that have come to us through email way, and we will take some of these questions while people are dialing in with their phones. Okay, so for the first question that did come in through email is to ask to explain James chapter 1, verse 27. James 1, 27. I love the book of James. It is usually um, touted as the wisdom book of the New Testament. We know the wisdom book of the Old Testament, the book of Proverbs. Mm -hmm. But uh, the book of James is the counterpart in the New Testament. And uh, James chapter... Chapter... What was that? Chapter 1, verse 27. Verse 27. 
And uh, would you like to read that first, Jessica? Sure. And KJV says, "Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this: to visit orphans and widows in their trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world." Okay, so that's you know the verse actually seems self-explanatory, but per- perhaps we can comment a little bit. Pure religion. The word religion here. Um, Religion is many people think of a church that you belong to. Um, however, religion um, simply means uh, what you believe and how it's affecting your life, uh, your belief in God, and where you're getting your your teachings. And so, pure religion is this: to visit the widows and the uh, orphans in their troubles. Because, of course, back in Bible days, women back then were not career women. Um, they were dependent on a husband to bring in income, right? But a widow doesn't have that, mm. and so it it did fall to God's people to take care of the widows, as God said many times in the old in the Old Testament to take care of the orphans and the widows. And so God says, if you want pure religion, then it must show yourself in uh, in ways that show love towards other people and to keep yourself unspotted from the world. Right. There are many, many uh, ways we can discuss this, but the world and the spirit of the world um, is not the, it, the spirit of God is not uh, the one that is actuating many of the things that the world does. We're talking about the things that break God's commandments that go against the teachings of the Bible. So we must keep ourselves unspotted from these things that defile the soul, uh, things that would encourage adultery, things that will, would encourage anger or profanity or murder, uh, things that glorify these things. And so we are to keep ourselves away and unspotted from that. Okay, awesome. From those types of things. Well, Pastor Moffis, we do have a phone, uh, a caller on the line. Lonnie. So if we can go ahead and take that phone call first. Let's and then do if that. we have other uh, comments, uh, we can continue on that one. So let's go ahead and put Lonnie, Lonnie on the air. Okay. Hello. Uh, this is Straight from the Bible. You're on the air, Lonnie. <laughs> oh, no Oh, hello. It is my actual auntie. And so I'm very, very <laughs> glad that she is calling. <laughs> hello. I'm. <laughs> Anyway, yes, yes. Okay, okay. How many people? How many people did Jesus feed with five loaves of bread and two fish? That's a good question. Um, you find that story in the book of Matthew, and in that in that story, Jesus Christ fed five thousand uh, when they counted the men. Uh, not counting the women and children, so there were five thousand of them. It was one of the it was oh, one yeah. of the grand, greatest miracles. Yes. Uh, hello. It's just my aunt. You find that in the book of Matthew, chapter fourteen, I oh. believe. Uh, Jessica, is that correct? Matthew fourteen, seventeen and on. I think seventeen and on. Yes, and so we see that Jesus he um, he uh, he fed uh, a multitude of people that were. Uh, hungry because they were following him with uh, with just a few loaves of uh, fish and bread. And so according to Matthew chapter 14, and I'm going to go ahead and look at it, it says in verse, yep, in verse 21, it says, And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men beside women and children. It was a great miracle. So, Antilani, does that answer your question? Yes, and I have one more question, and I don't know if anybody's going to like it. 
Oh. Why do they put down the King James Bible? Why do the Catholic, they? That's it. Yeah. The Why do they put it down? Yeah, they say it's not the real Bible, and oh. I don't understand why they're saying that. I mean, we believe in God, and yes. I believe in the Bible. Yes, yes, very true. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I can't say that I can speak for the entire denomination uh, of one church. Uh, you may have to ask them, but what? But I do know that some churches have their own official translations, and they want to support that one. The King James Version came from a time when people were protesting, and so it's uh, it is a time when people wanted to uh, uh, look at. Uh, the most faithful and the most reliable manuscripts. And so uh, that's where the King James came from. And uh, it was done apart from any church. It was actually done as a, a very scholarly uh, uh, endeavor in order to get the true word of God. So it wasn't, uh, the King James Version wasn't even attached to any church. And so I agree with you that uh, there's no need to attack the Bible. Uh, we do. Right. We, we all believe in God. And yeah, yeah, there's no need for that. Um, because the truth is, we all read the Bible and we all believe in God and we all want to follow God. <laughs> so there's no right. need to it. There's no need God to attack it. Follow God yeah. on, on his way. That's uh, right. Yeah. And, you so, know, uh, and one more question. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, you're Seventh-day Adventist. I'm Catholic. Okay. 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 Do, do you guys believe that Jesus rose on the third day? Absolutely. This is, uh, and not just Seventh-day Adventist, but true Christian, true Christian, I'm sorry, I'm getting my tongue tied. True Christians, all of Christendom, that is a solid Bible teaching of, of, of uh, Scripture. And true Christians believe this, that Jesus Christ okay. died he, he, uh, on the cross, and he was buried, and on the third day he rose again. So he died on Friday, and then he rose on Sunday morning. And so, yes, that is one thing that we share in common and what we believe. And, uh, and I am yeah. safe, Lewis. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I love you guys. You guys take care. Say hello to Ben if you see him. Thank you. We will. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, it's so wonderful to hear from her. So, so wonderful, wonderful to hear. Okay, uh, Jessica, I, I did all the answering there, but did you want to add anything to that? Oh, no. I, yeah, I was just looking at the um, text about how Jesus Christ himself said uh, that he, him, he himself said that he will rise on the third day. So, um, you know, that's right. like you said, that uh, whatever religion anyone is, that's what the Bible says. Right. So if as long as the Bible says it, we ought to believe it. That's right. Okay, I think we do have another caller who's on, who's waiting. Okay, so this is Bernie. Bernie. Hello, welcome to Straight from the Bible. Is this Bernie? Hi, this is Auntie Bernie. Oh my, my aunties are all calling today. <laughs> this is a small island. <laughs> I am so glad. I'm so glad to hear. I'm so glad to hear you, Auntie Bernie. <laughs> How are you guys? We're doing great. We're doing great here. So glad to hear you. <laughs> Yeah, I heard Auntie Lonnie's questions. We were really, really good, but you know what mm. really puzzles me, Louis? What's that? How come when uh, loved ones pass away and then we see, like, uh, I don't know, we feel their, their spirit or we experience something, but yet sometimes the church or the priest, they say it's actually the devil. I see. Okay, that is a very, very good uh, question. 
Okay, well, I'm just going to speak. Um, you know, I had to have my get my answers straight from the Bible. And um, from the Bible, we understand that uh, the Bible says that when we die, we are sleeping, waiting for Jesus to wake us up when he comes back. You find this in the book of 1 Corinthians 15, and you also f- see that in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And in, in all of the scriptures, it says that when we die, we sleep. We, when, when Lazarus died in John chapter 11, Jesus said, Lazarus is sleeping, and I must go that I may wake him. In the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, it says, um, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel, and the dead in Christ shall rise. And okay, so, I get that part. Okay, go I ahead. Get all that. Okay. I think I asked you this uh, maybe a couple of years ago, but oh, okay. Yes, we feel their spirit. You know, like when Auntie Joy passes. You know, we we feel things. Why? Why does Jesus make us feel these things? Is it just because they're just visiting us and then they go back to bed? I mean, sleep. Okay. Well, again, I'll I'll, I'll answer that. Um, well, here's the thing. I personally. You know, when when my when our loved ones, because you're my auntie and Auntie Joy was my auntie and many people who are listening right now, I know that you have aunties and uncles who passed away. When our loved ones pass away, we really, really want to feel like they're near. We really want to feel like they're close and they can still be with us. And that is a very normal and very natural thing. Um, when I, I just the, just last Saturday, I went to go visit my mom and dad <laughs> over at uh, the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And Jessica, you were there with mm-hmm. me. Right. And sometimes I just like talking. Uh, I know that they can't hear me because they're sleeping in the grave. But some there's just something where I just want to feel like, you know, that uh, their presence still gives me comfort. But I, I, I'm afraid that I have to, I have to remind myself I can't base what... I believe to be true based on my feelings. If I feel like my mom and dad is close, uh, perhaps God is just simply trying to comfort me. But I know that my mom and dad are are resting until Jesus shall return. Um, Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, Auntie Joey, I miss her as well, very much. And, you know, Visiting her grave will do me a lot of good because, uh, you know, I remember her. It, it helps with the memories, remembering the good things that happen. And those are good. Those are gifts that God gives us. And if we okay. if we still sense their presence, then we thank God for that. But uh, we do know that they are resting, and that's what the Bible says. Thank you, Louis. You're so very welcome, and thank you very much for calling. <laughs> okay. Bye, Jessica. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. You know, Jessica, I think there are a lot of people who um, can identify with that kind of experience. We all have loved ones who have passed away and we miss them dearly. Um, Did you want to add anything to what I just said? Because a lot of times you you, you pick up on things that I forget to say. (laughs) You complete me in that way. No, you know, every one of us has lost a loved one that we're just dying in our hearts to wish that they were still here. Yes. And, we crave their presence. Yeah. Right. And I'll tell you, I never I never understood my mom uh, mm-hmm. when she used to say, you know, I'm old already, but I really wish my parents were still alive. Mm-hmm. And I never used to really understand that until my parents passed away. Right. Now I totally get it because in our hearts we have that yearning mm-hmm. to want them to be here. That's right. 
And you know, and that's unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, the devil takes advantage of that. He does. Yes. He says, "Oh, look at this! Look at this uh, grieving person. Maybe I'll, you know, take advantage of them and hmm. just, you know, do all kinds of things to play on their emotions and stuff and deceive and deceive. I mean, I know there were some uh, Bible t- texts that you could have quoted how you know Satan is a deceiver, right? And he likes to deceive people in this world to just so that." And his end goal is so that we will not believe the word of God. His end goal is so that we will not believe God and his mm, word. Very true. And that we will be deceived so that we won't follow him. Hmm. So that we won't follow God. That's a good point. It's a good point. And what, he, and a good what point. his uh, word says. And I think I said this a couple of uh, weeks ago with Pastor Masit. I said this is... Actually, no, I think it was with Sean <laughs> where I said, this is probably one of the lowest things that Satan can do. Right. You know, he takes the love that we have towards our loved ones. I mean, what would you think if I pretended to be a dead loved one and appealed to your emotions to get you to do something? Wouldn't that be just the lowest? Wouldn't you look right. at me as the lowest person on earth to use your own love for your uh, loved ones against you that way? That's terrible. And so we do miss our loved ones, but we always have to remember the word of God is true. And when we believe the truth, it's much more beautiful than any lie. Right. Right. And uh, it looks like we have a question from WhatsApp. Wow. Looks I wonder like it's pretty related I wonder to if the any questions. Of, is, uh, I just want to say if any of Jessica's aunties are out there, you can you can call Jessica. <laughs> or, I don't know, Scott is on the other side of the glass. Scott, if you have any relatives, they can call, right? Or you don't have to be related. You, anyone can call and go ahead and pick up your phones and dial 472-1111, 472-1111. If you're calling from Saipan, Tinian, or Rhoda, then please dial 323-1111. Visit us on facebook.com forward slash joyfm radio and leave your questions in the comments section there and we'll see it right away. All right, Jessica, what is that WhatsApp question that came up? Okay, so the question that says, so you know how many people here believe in Tauta Mona? Mm. What does the Bible say these kind of things about respecting a sacred tree? Okay, now for those of you who are unfamiliar with uh, Chamorro, uh, traditions and Chamorro culture, uh, there is something called the Tautamona tree. The word Tautamona, the word Tauto, uh, of course, meaning man, Mona is the ancient man. Uh, many people have the belief here on Guam that the Tautamona are the ancient Chamorro spirits that still live on. And for some reason, they choose the Tautamona tree, which is the um, fica, uh, ficus tree, uh, also called the Nunu tree here on Guam. And they haunt these trees. And going near these trees in the jungle, uh, you have to ask permission to go near it or to do anything around them. Um, why do people do this? I'm afraid to, you know, I, I, I always want to respect culture, but I want to respect God's word above culture. Mm-hmm. First of all, we've already dealt with, we've already read what happens to the dead when they die. And this would include the ancient Chamorros. Right now, there are no spirits of ancient Chamorros who are... Uh, haunting trees or haunting homes or haunting people. Uh, They also are sleeping until the judgment. Um, These trees that are supposedly haunted, again, that's a superstition, just like haunted houses. Now, do I believe that spirits can uh, appear and do things that will either scare people or 
or uh, amaze them, you know, keep them in awe and wonder. Um, yes, I do believe that. I do believe that uh, King Saul had something like this in the scriptures where a spirit appeared to him and uh, he thought that it was King, he thought it was the prophet Samuel. Now we need to we need to understand what the Bible says that the dead are sleeping until Jesus comes. If it's not the spirits of the dead that are appearing to people because they're sleeping, then what spirits are these that are, uh, showing themselves to people and trying to deceive us, and they could try. They're they're probably trying to deceive us into thinking that they're ancient spirits of Chamorros, ancient. Uh, I'm sorry, um, spirits of our grandmothers or aunties or uncles. And so, I would like to turn to the Book of Revelation, and in the Book of Revelation, we have a clear indication as to what these spirits are that are appearing, and they are. Uh, doing things to deceive people. And I am going to go to the book of Revelation, and in the book of Revelation, chapter 16, verse 13. And Jessica, if you could read 13 and 14. It says, And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth out of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Okay, so when we see spirits that are trying to do things that we can see and things like that, then the Bible says that these are the spirit, unclean spirits like frogs. <laughs> and um, unclean spirits, your, your version, I like what it says, it calls them demons. Mm -hmm. Well, of course they are because they're trying to deceive. Right. And so they're going out to deceive even the kings of the earth. You know, even uh, political leaders, national leaders are not immune to this deception. And so that's who I would uh, say the Bible is identifying as these tautomonas or whatever uh, name different cultures have for those kinds of spirits that haunt and spook ghouls and ghosts and poltergeists and whatever it may be. Uh, did you have anything to add to that? Well, I just wanted to let you finish because I was going to sh uh, share a couple of things oh, that please. was going yes. through my mind Absolutely. here. Uh, so, you know, Jesus Christ himself. Um, let me see what book is this that I'm reading from the book of Luke chapter 10. Okay. Luke chapter 10, Jesus Christ himself and said in verse 18, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan hmm. fall like lightning from heaven. Right, as lightning fall from heaven. So mm. Jesus Christ said he saw Satan fall from heaven. So that means he's here. Yeah, and so where did he fall to? If you go to Revelation chapter 12, mm. verse 7 to 9, it says that there was war in heaven. Right. And basically God cast out Satan mm. and his followers, Lucifer and his followers were these other f angels that f decided to follow Lucifer. Correct. And it says that God, it says that they were cast out. Let me go ahead and read verse 9. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth hmm. and his angels were cast out with him. So Satan was cast to the earth and so were his angels. Right. And it says that Jesus Christ himself said he saw, he saw Satan that fall. 
where was he? Where did he fall to? He fell to this earth. And his angels. And we, his angels. So we, he's we, been here. Yeah. For, we would call his angels demons. Right. right. Mm. And it says that he is going out deceiving the whole earth. Wow. So he is here. Most And everybody. he's been around even before we've been born. And so if you talk about the ancient Chamorros, and I, I like how you brought out that it's not just Guam mm-hmm. that has these spirits deceiving. You have it worldwide. Yes. Anywhere you go on this earth, they'll have some kind of tales or stories, fairies, uh, uh, sorry, fairy tales or folklore, myth or something about, you know, some, all these things, all yeah. these spirits that mm-hmm. deceive. And so talking about the ancient Chamorros, we know that even before Christendom came to this island, they were worshiping yes. the ancestors. They were already worshiping their their dead yeah. loved ones. Yes. Until Christendom came over with the Bible and tried to educate mm. the 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 indigenous people. Yes. What the truth says in the Bible. And so when we look at this, that we see that culture is influenced by. Well, by what people believe, right. and, and uh, once more, I'm going to say it, that when our dead loved ones pass away, we still want to feel them. Mm-hmm. We still want to feel like they're close. And so we kind of incorporate that into the way we think. Um, the Bible is seeking to correct our thinking right? and give us hope, hope that our loved ones are not just roaming the earth and uh, haunting people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know I had a wonderful grandma. I had wonderful my mom and dad. And I know that, you know, they they don't want to scare anybody. They don't want to cause anybody any uh, fear or anything like that. My mom and dad wouldn't do that. And so I, I, I don't find any hope thinking that my mom and dad are out spooking people as ghosts. Um, and so the Bible gives far more hope than that in saying that, they are like Lazarus. They are sleeping until Jesus Christ shall awaken them. Okay, so that is a, a, a good question. Uh, those are good questions from a lot of wonderful people. And so we would like to, as you can hear the music, we're going to be taking a break. Now we're not done. We're still we still have so many so much more program left. And so please don't go away. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. a beginning. There will be an end. Then there's forever. It's easy to forget that when there are so many things happening here now. Jesus can teach. Learn from him. Share what you know and see lives changed. For followers of Jesus, there's a big job. It starts with go and includes sharing what you know wherever you go. Follow Jesus. There will always be a future. Joy FM, family-friendly radio. Welcome back to the second half of Straight from the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 
or in the CNMI at 323-1113. You can email your questions anytime to Bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit your questions online to joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us now for Straight from the Bible. And we have returned back to our program. We're so glad that you are still tuned in, and we've had so many wonderful calls and questions so far. And Jessica and I are here. My name is Pastor Lewis. My wife Jessica is here with me. And we would like for you to call in your question. Go ahead and take advantage of the last half of our program, 472-1111, 472-1111. That's if you're calling from Guam. If you're calling from the CNMI, Saipan, Tinian, and Rhoda, please dial 323-1113. 323-1113. If you would like to text us and WhatsApp your question in, use area code 671-686-9999. Again, that's 686-quadruple-9. Now, you can also go to facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio, and we'll be so glad to have you uh, watch our live stream, and you can see the video. And uh, on the live stream, there's a comment section. You can put your question there. We'll see it immediately. And we'll, very, we'll be very glad to take your question. Okay, now it looks like some of our phone lines are ringing. And uh, as we're waiting for that phone uh, call to come to us, we want to take at least one email question. So, Jessica, what do we have? A question concerning John Calvin, <coughs> Calvinism. Do you think God has predestined from birth certain individuals to be saved and others not to be saved? Okay, now John Calvin, or Calvinism, uh, traditionally tells us that uh, God has a will and it is irresistible. Um, in other words, uh, when if God wills that you be lost, then you will be lost. And if he wills that you be saved, no matter what you choose, you're going to be saved. Or rather, you have no freedom of choice and you're going to... Uh, he, when he wills that you choose to be saved, you're gonna, you have no choice but to choose that. Um, I would like to suggest that God does not decide who for. He does not decide for us who is going to be saved and who is going to be lost. That, that is entirely up to us. Um, we have the power to choose between life and death. This is what Moses said. He says, I put before you life and death, therefore choose life. So what Moses told Israel. And uh, there's a verse that I read just last Saturday night, and this is in the book of Second Peter chapter 3. And in Second Peter chapter 3, uh, there's a verse here that tells us what God wants. And in verse 9, Second Peter three verse nine, and uh, I'm going. Why don't I yeah, ask uh, my wife? Oh. No, I'll ask my wife to read that. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So this verse clearly tells us that God is not willing that any should perish. So if people tell me that God has chosen some people to be lost, mm. this verse tells me that God has no such desire. He has no desire that anyone be lost. How many people does he want to be saved? Everyone. He wants everyone, that everyone should come to repentance. And so there are so many verses in the scriptures that um, 
that make this clear. John chapter 3, verse 16, a very well-known verse says, For God so loved the world. That means everyone. Right. Um, um, the, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, that means anybody, uh, whosoever um, believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so the choice is ours. God wants everyone to be saved, but he does not make that choice for us. We choose him or we do not choose him. Okay, uh, Jessica, we have a, a caller, and so why don't we uh, take that call? Who is calling? Okay, so let's put Mighty on the air. Hello, welcome to Straight from the Bible, Mighty. You're on the air now. Okay, thank you for taking my call, Pastor Mufnus. You're very welcome, sir. Thank you very much for calling. Thanks God that we get we didn't get sick of Corona, so we can have time to talk and Amen. listen to the God's word. Amen. Amen. It is wonderful to to study God's word together. Uh, do you have a question for us? Yes, Pastor. Uh, I want to ask two questions. Okay, go ahead. The first one is the common law wife. Common law wife or common law uh, relationships. Wh- yes. What about you just stay with the common law wife? Okay. Play up with the common law wife. Okay, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good question. That's a good question. Now let me let me um, make sure that we know what we're talking about. Common uh, well, uh, uh, common law simply means that uh, you've been living together for so long, and uh, you, you know children are usually a product of uh, such a uh, um, a product of such a uh, s- situation. I was going to say, or, yes, relationship. Right. Uh, you've been living together for, and different law, different places have different uh, time periods, ten years, something like that. I don't know what it is, but after after a specific amount of time, the law says you've been together for so long. Although you never officially got married, we're going to give each one of you the benefits of marriage, uh, the benefits that a that a legal wife or a legal husband would have, even without the official documents of of uh, marriage. Okay, now, first of all, I would like to say that the Bible never says anything good about just simply living together without the blessing of marriage. Um, If two people are just simply living together and having relations without uh, the blessing of God, without officially recognizing it, uh, that is, is, you would say, either uh, a a fornication type scenario or an adulterous relationship. And so I would, if, if people came to me and they say, uh, you know, our relationship, we're both common law. Well, in the eyes of the law of the land, you know, that's great. But what about God? We can't leave God out of our relationships. God is the one who, who created marriage uh, back in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 2. And so I would like to say that if we want to have God um, approve and bless our marriages, then we need to recognize God in our relationships. I would, I would, uh, I would encourage people to wait until you are married before you start living together and enjoying the benefits of and the blessings of a husband and wife living together. Okay, and uh, Jessica, I believe you're trying, <clears throat> excuse me, I believe you're uh, looking up a verse, and uh, I believe you're looking at uh, something that Jesus said in the book of Matthew, 
what God has joined together, uh, uh, let not man put asunder. And so referring to marriage, right. referring to marriage, this is what Jesus said uh, when he was talking about divorce. Okay. And uh, did you want to read that verse, Jessica? Yeah. Matthew? Okay, 19. so Matthew 19, verse 6, it says, So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. So it's God who joined them together in marriage. Right. Okay. Uh, Mighty, does that answer your question, Mighty? Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, do you, I think you said you had two questions, or is it just that yes. one? Yes. The other one, I want to know the meaning of uh, this uh, book. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 to 19. Matthew 6, 16 to 19. 16 to 19. Allow me to get there first. It says in Matthew chapter 6, in verse 16, it says, Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, but they, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head, and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father, which is in secret. And thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Is that the verses you wanted me to look at? 16 to 19? Yeah, that was 16 to 19. Well, that was okay, 16 to 19. Uh, thank you very much. I, I want to know the meaning. Okay. Uh, here, Jesus is talking about the religious discipline of fasting. Back in Jesus' day, and sometimes even today, there are people who try to do their religious practices so that other people can admire them. And uh, he, they, they make themselves seem so sad and so pained uh, so that other people will say, wow, that person is so holy, they're willing to suffer that much. Uh, Jesus says, if you do that, then you get your reward. And the reward is everybody is looking at you and admiring you. That's your reward. But uh, Jesus says, if you want God to recognize what you're doing, don't show off. Don't uh, show, uh, don't try to get at men's admiration. Instead, wash your face and don't appear to be fasting. And let God, let God be the only one who knows about it. And he'll be the one to reward you. And so if nobody knows what you're doing and nobody uh, is admiring you, then the only person you're doing it for is for God. And if you're doing it for God, that's the best reason to do it. And so that's pretty much what Jesus was talking about here. Yeah, but as you said, wash the face. What does it mean, wash the face? Yeah, wash your face. Because back then, when the people were fasting, they would not wash their face. They would... They would, um, you know, put put ashes on their face, disfigure their face, and make it look ugly so that people can see that they're fasting. So Jesus says, no, don't do that. Don't let anybody know that you're fasting. Wash your face. Wash the ashes off of your face, the dirt and everything. And uh, make it look at, you know, just just be entirely clean and uh, unobvious. it's not obvious that you're fasting. And so that's what Jesus was talking about. Does that answer your question, Mighty? Yes, really did. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. I really appreciate. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Meaning of this, uh, this uh, what's that? 
The verses? <laughs> this verse, yeah. Uh, I'm very, very glad that you called. Thank you for your question. Okay, thank you. Okay. God bless and take care of your family. Thank you. Thank you very much. Your family, too. God bless you. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, that's a uh, good question. Now, Jessica, I didn't uh, give you a chance to chime in about the common law wife or anything like that. Did you have anything to ask, uh, add to what I said? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, you know, I, everything you were, you were saying is basically what I was thinking that, mm. uh, you know, what God has put together. And he is the one who instituted marriage. Yes. So uh, because he is the originator of marriage, we should go with what God wants. Yes. And, we need to do it God's way. Yeah, there's there's so there's so many there's so many wrongs to hmm. shacking up. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm sorry to say it that way. It's it's you know, there's, there's just living together. Yeah, because it's um it's an easy way, I guess, to just there's no commitment. There's there's no responsibility hmm. um being held upon anybody if you don't have to be married. That's true. Um, you can either respect each other or not. You can um, leave without any uh, without any uh, responsibilities or, right. or not. And probably what what really um, brings it down, uh, you know, what the bottom line for me is where's God in that, mm. right? Have you recognized God? Have you sought His counsel? Have you been following His word? And if God is in the relationship, then you can expect all the blessings from God. Right. But if God is not even in the picture, um, I'm afraid that's going to be a very, very um, – if, if, the, if the relationship um, – uh, if the relationship succeeds, it really is by God's mercy. But you want his blessings. You want his – you want him to smile upon the house, the family, and the relationships that you're building. Right. And so recognize God to the fullest, especially in such a relationship as husband and wife. And there's, like you said, there's so much blessings mm. um, that you can count with marriage because God himself instituted it. Right. Okay. Now, uh, I believe that we have another uh, email question. All right. It's This is coming from Amani. It Amani. Says, okay. When Amani's God question. floated the earth, how did the earth crack? I'm, I'm assuming this means flooded. Oh, when God flooded the earth. Okay. When did, uh, how did the earth crack? Oh, she may be referring to that part of the Bible that says that the fountains of the great deep broke. Right. Um, burst forth or broke. And that is found in the book of Genesis, chapter 6. And it should be chapter 6, anyways. And no, I am going to say that it's probably in chapter 7. Yes. In chapter 7. And I think I'm going to look at verse 17 and onwards, or is it even before that? And maybe I'm not seeing it very clearly. Do I need new glasses? <laughs> ah, there it is in verse 11. Sorry about that. Sorry about the delay. In verse 11, uh, would you like to read that first, Jessica? In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month on that day, all the fountains of the great deep were broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, okay. and the rain was on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. Very good. Thank you. You also read verse 12, mm -hmm. added blessing. So it says that the fountains of the great deep were broken up. So evidently right. there were fountains in the great deep. Now, what was this deep? 
it's evidently, it seems like they were subterranean underground. That's what subterranean means. Mm-hmm. Big word. So subterranean water deposits, water storages under the earth right. that burst forth. And so maybe that's what Amani meant by the earth cracking. And so how did that happen? Well, I think God did it. Right. Uh, just the same way the fountains, I'm sorry, what does it say? The windows of heaven. That's right. The windows of heaven were open. God was the one who did that. And so the windows of heaven, there was water coming from the bottom, water coming from above. From both directions, water was coming, shooting up from the earth and pouring down from heaven. And so evidently God had water up and down, water up above and down below, and he released both of them and flooded the entire earth. And so I think Amani's question is, how did the earth do that? Uh, what what did she say? How did the earth crack? When God flooded, how did the earth crack? God cracked it. <laughs> That's how I would like to answer that. God is the only one who cracked it. Uh, I don't think it happened by accident. I don't think uh, there was someone down there trying to crack it open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only God can crack the earth. And so I think God did it. And, I mean, uh, we do have earthquakes even today and mm. volcanoes that shoot up. It's uh, true. You know, yeah. So we even still have stuff today as well. Yes. A lot of, uh, a lot of uh, things that happened to the earth as a result of the flood. Okay. Now I think we have another. Uh, oh, wait. How much time do we have left? It looks like we have about 10 minutes left in our program. Oh, my. I'm looking at you right now. And you're, you're sitting. You're listening to your radio. Uh, listening to 91.9 Joy FM. And you are saying, hey, I got a Bible question. Well, why don't you go ahead and pick up your phone right now and dial those questions? I wonder, Jessica, if you could give them those uh, phone numbers one more time so that they can call their question in. If you are calling from the island of Guam, the number is 472-1111. If you're calling from Saipan, Tinian, or Rota, that number is 323-1113, 323-1113. You can text or WhatsApp your question like someone did earlier. That's 671-686-9999. 686-9999. Email your Bible question. You're welcome to do so at Bible at joyfmradio.net. We have our computer still open, Bible at joyfmradio.net. We are live on Facebook right now. That's facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Okay. Now it looks like a phone uh, a phone caller might be coming our way, and we'll be so glad to take uh, this call in the last fl- last few minutes that we have. Um you know, Jessica, that that uh, last question about um, um, about about relationships, mm-hmm. right? Um, there are so many people trying to redefine how our relationships are supposed to go. Um, you know, about uh, just living together, um, going through many different partners, <laughs> things like that. Um, and it just it just keeps coming back to my mind how if we went back to how it began. In a world that had no sin, uh, you know, how God said it's not good that man be alone. I'll make him a helper that is compatible to him, equal right. with him. Uh, when we go back to the original relationship, when everything was, you know, bliss and, and prosperous, then we know that God, uh, he knew what he was doing. And I love that verse that you found, what God has joined together. And so it was God's idea in the very beginning. Right. Um, you know, anything aside from marriage, mm. if you are having that type of relationship, 
the intimate, intimate relationship, mm. God just calls that fornication. Yes. And by the way, sh- should there be a person listening who is in such a relationship, mm-hmm. I would like to say that, you know, God has incredible love for you. Right. And he is calling you and your partner to honor him in your relationship. And so seek out a Bible-believing pastor and get some counseling as to how to honor God in your relationship. Looks like we have another caller, and Jessica, who is calling us today? All right. Looks like we have someone named Johnny. Okay. Hello? Hello. Hello. Welcome straight from the Bible. Is this Johnny? I think we lost him. Johnny, are you there? Um, Click that button one more time. Hello? Is this Johnny? Are Are you here? Johnny, you're on the air now. One more time. Click it. Johnny, are you there? I think we might have lost him. I am so sorry, Johnny. I really, really am. We, we're, we're both very sorry that we lost your call. Please call us back, okay, Johnny? Um, we, we're sorry that we lost, uh, lost the call, but go ahead and call back and uh, get us your question in the last uh, few minutes that we have uh, together. Jessica, do we have one more email question that we can look at then? Okay. We have a question coming in from Carol to explain Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 4 to 6. Okay, so let's turn there to Ephesians chapter 4. And why don't you read those verses for us from verse 4 to 6? It says, There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. What word did you hear repeated there? One. Oh, one. One, <laughs> one, one, oh. one. So one body, one spirit, and one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father. And so the unity of the the unity of God's people, the unity of Christians, is very important. Jesus prayed that they may all be one. And you know, one of the strongest arguments for the gospel. Um, is that unity in the spirit, that unity of love and understanding. Um, The devil, the devil and his angels, Mm -hmm. um, even Jesus says, is Satan divided? (laughs) Uh, If he is, then his kingdom is at an end because no no kingdom divided can stand. Right. God's kingdom, if it's going to stand, has to be united. And this means that there are times where we will have to um, look, look away from ourselves and focus on the one Lord. Look away from ourselves and focus on the one faith. Look away from ourselves and look at the one God who is above all. Because we, if we focus on the things that divide us, well, then we're not focused on the, on the right things. We need to focus on God. Um, there are a lot of things that divide us. You know, there are a lot of things that are different between person to person or even from nation to nation. Mm. You know, different languages, different cultures, different uh, way of thinking, uh, different governments, different histories, different types of food, different (laughs) ways of greeting one another. There's a lot of things that that are different. If we focus on those, then there will never be agreement and there'll never be love. Right. There'll never be understanding. And so there there, there needs to be a call for forbearance patience, self-control, and to look above all of these things. You know, the Apostle Paul, he, he chastised and rebuked the Corinthians, the Corinthians in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and chapter 2. And he said that, how is it that I hear that there are divisions among you? Mm. 
You know, one person says, I am of Apollos. The other says, I am of Cephas. And the other person says, I am of Paul or I am of Jesus. And then he says, was, did Paul, was Paul crucified for you? Right. Is Jesus divided? And mm-hmm. that's a good question. Is Jesus divided? The answer is no. No, he's not. Um, Jesus' body is intact. And we, as individuals, we need to see ourselves as part of the one body of Christ. What happens to a body part if it is separated or divided from the body? Oh, it just dies. It just dies. And the body is in some way crippled. Right. Right. And so we need to put away our differences. We need to put away whatever is, um, whatever arguments that we may have and focus on God, focus on the word of God and have a spirit of unity. That's very important. Hey, by the way, that's important even in marriage, isn't it? Right. I mean, in a marriage, uh, between husband and wife, are there going to be differences? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I, you and I are night and day. Yeah. <laughs> I often tell Jessica, well, you know, I like the air condition cranked real low. She does not like that. She doesn't like the cold. Um, how are we going to get along? Well, by, <laughs> by God's grace, right? That's right. Well, by God's grace. He and is the binder for sure. Jesus is the center. And there's got to be a lot of forgiveness. And there's got to be a lot a of lot. Uh, patience. And things like that, right? In order for husband and wife to be one, and so I'm trying to think of um, I'm trying to think of all the different things that we can get from that verse, and um, yep, it's all about unity, and I love talking about unity, putting aside everything for the sake of unity in Jesus Christ. I'll tell you, uh, you know, just being in even a, a a congregation filled with a bunch of you know. Brothers and sisters in Christ worshiping God, and we're all united in praying and singing hymns and things like mm, that. Yes. I mean, even just that is such a blessing and a huge. I mean, you, you get to feel, you know, the unity there, mm. um, especially in, 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 in the beliefs, you know, all common teaching, all, all beliefs, common beliefs, and what the Bible says. It's wonderful. It is a miracle. That people who can be so different can be so united. Right. And that is possible only through Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, as you can hear from the music, we're sorry that we have to bring our program to a close. But fear not, next week is another time of Straight from the Bible. We invite you to tune in again next Monday at 5 to 6 p.m. And so this is Pastor Louis Moffness. And Jessica Moffness. Saying good night. Good night. And God bless. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Straight from the Bible. If you missed out on your question and would like to have it aired next time, you can also email us anytime to bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit them online at joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us again next time for another edition of Straight from the Bible. Until then, may God bless you as you study His Holy Word, the Bible.